Hey, AfterBuzzers, welcome to an all-new Imposters After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we're going to be covering the finale, Season 1, Episode 10, titled Always Forward, Never Back. We loved this season. We have so much to say, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I want it love. I need it love. I hope you guys have like enjoyed our random karaoke throughout this season. That you uh, <laughs> my dance moves from last week. Yes. I looked that- back on it and I was like laughing really hard. Yeah. Well, thank you again, guys, for tuning into another Imposters After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at samd43. So sad, but you know, I'm leaving these two beautiful ladies. Please introduce yourselves. Let us know where we can find you on Twitter. My name is Mina Wahab. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. Hey guys, it's Ali Nasta. You can find me on Twitter at Ali Nasta and on Instagram at Ali Girl. And of course, don't forget to follow AfterBuzz TV at, at AfterBuzz TV. We had some wine earlier. I brought it. It's my <laughs> it's my yes. own fault. I always bring them for finales, and I think we needed it during this one. I think oh we did. my it was gosh! Tense. I'm so relaxed right now. I feel there amazing. were so many times I would just slam my hands on the table, like, "What is going on?" It just. I feel as though, in a way, they kept on switching gears. They would have a few episodes, just in general, that would be okay, that I liked, but then there'd be a few episodes that were blowing my mind that they were so good. Yeah. And this episode was kind of a mixture of all of them, and Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, 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 what is happening? I feel like it started off weird. Like, I thought the episode was really good, but... It started off so weird. I was just like, what is going on? This flashback is just really uncomfortable. Yeah. What did you guys think about that flashback? Oh, it was just very uncomfortable because she was saying that that was the moment she realized she wanted to be a con artist. Or wanted to hook up with her. Yeah, I just like, I don't know. It just kind of was like very, I didn't know how to feel. I just kind of had a stale face because I was thinking, why? Why? I kept on saying they can't really be cousins. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, maybe they're not did say that. actually cousins. <laughs> this reminds me of, like, Mean Girls. Like, you have your first cousins? Yeah, what is she? Gretchen? Or no, I'm sorry. No, she's Karen. Cousins. Well, no, but my, my whole thing with the whole flashback was I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, maybe there's a secret, and I thought what she was going to do is I thought she was going to tease her cousin like she does these guys where she marries them and then is like, bye, because you screwed somehow... You screwed the doctor over somehow. That's why we're taking your money. I thought for the cousin, she wasn't going to actually kiss him. I thought she was actually going to be like, you shoved me in the closet. This is your come up it's. Come oh, up it's. Okay, and by the way, Allie was so right. <laughs> Many word. people have commented, yeah, tweeted. confirmed. Me and Mina are just, you know, I guess we didn't do very well in the we're vocabulary the part of the SATs. No, I will say, I was saying come up it's, which that's really hard because it's come up ends, but it's because I saw it from like, <laughs> it's gonna, I, but I, I, I've, I've heard it before, and so I misinterpreted it. So it is, for the record, come up ends. And it's the revenge on someone for something that they've done. I really like that word, actually. It is fun. It's like, you're going to get your comeuppance. It's really great. I'm going to start using that. We should. Well, okay. And then they also showed her parents in the flashback. And I felt as though we were supposed to feel like, oh, poor girl. But These are bad. I mean, the mom killed a fly. What the hell was that (laughs) for? It was like an ant. Like, yeah. I don't know. Intentional by the director. And the thing is, it's weird because the parents that we saw when Ezra visited them 
feel they just feel so different than they do in this episode in the flashback. Maybe well, it's just how she remembers her parents versus how they actually are. Because in the flashback, they seem so cold and removed and strict. Well, I think that that, that was a long. It was technically a long time ago. So yeah. I think they're trying to show that they were there for her. I kind of took it as as much as it was strange. I think it was them showing that Maddie was just lost. She was trying to figure out who she was. And so, like, that whole aunt scenario, I think, was her just kind of, like, being in her whole whole world. And it was, like, she was focusing on the small things. And, like, instead, like, a big plate was put in front of her. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, so I think that was the point was, like, to see this small aunt crawling across the table when really, like, it's, like, the bigger picture is right in front of you kind of thing. Maybe it represents her feeling like she's always crushed. Because even in that weird group of two people... Where she was like the third wheel. Oh, that was in the car. totally bizarre. I didn't understand why that was left in there and why they were like getting all sexual and why she was even tagging along with them on like as a yeah. third wheel. It was so mm-hmm. weird. So I was hoping we would get some kind of closure with that because yeah. the guy who was, I guess, the girl's boyfriend, this jock, really sexy, really creepy, <laughs> um, and he was making that eye contact with her in the rearview mirror, yeah. I was hoping that, that would, they would tell us more about that and that something bad happened and, like, this is why she is the way she is. Yeah. And explained it because what they showed us did not make me have any sympathy for her at all. And I think that was my biggest problem with the episode and I maybe that's what they wanted us to feel, that we yeah. don't have sympathy for her. Right. I don't know, but it didn't really give me much. And also, I was staring at it trying to figure out who the girl was that was playing her and I put it together. It's another show that I've done at After Buzz called Better Things. Oh. And she is one of the daughters. If you guys watch that, it's on FX. And I literally just put it together as we were talking now. Yeah. But yeah, it was a... I didn't feel as though it was really necessary. And it doesn't yeah. even... Okay, like, on an aesthetic note, it doesn't look like her. It looks... She looks totally different from how Maddie looks like now. Yeah. It wasn't a good, like, matching up of characters. And also the personality seemed way off from how Maddie is now. It seemed like too much of a stretch to be believable. But maybe that is reflective of how Maddie saw herself versus what reality was. I heard you guys saying that, but I actually have to beg... I have to differ from you guys on that one. I thought that she, in the beginning, when she Mm -hmm. had her hair up, I didn't see it. But then, you know, when they were saying, like, kind of how she had found herself, I thought it did kind of look like her. Mm -hmm. And I thought it it wasn't as... You know, I don't know. I just... I, I didn't bother me as much as, like... I thought it kind of looked like what she might have looked like when she was younger. So that part didn't bother me as much. People in the chat, um, Ivan Soto, of course, who was always very strong opinions. Um, we love you, Ivan. But he says, I've always hated Maddie. This episode made me hate her more. And I've gone back and forth. I mean, I always want to see the best in characters and mm-hmm. the best in people. And I want people to fall in love. But then I watch them and I think, I'm like, why am I rooting for this person? This person's really bad. And I just rewatched every single episode, you guys, with my mom, who is in town. This was in town this past weekend. And it was so funny rewatching it. Yeah. Knowing the things that you know. And I really would suggest rewatching the series because. I definitely want to. Because remember when we were watching it the first time, we said this is really good, but we don't know what's happening. We're really mm-hmm. confused. And I think I, I did say, like, this would be good to rewatch, probably. It helps you piece it together in a way where you know what's going on and you can see what they were like back then yeah. versus what they're like now. Yeah, exactly. And Maddie is a pretty crappy person, especially seeing her background, that it was just fine. Yeah. I mean, suck it up. At first I thought they were making her go on a date with some or some family friend, and that's who yeah. Danny was, because I missed for a second that, that Danny was, was a cousin. Her cousin. But I didn't get why it was so important for her to be there and why she was coming and what 
Yeah. Because they, they made it seem like a date, like, oh, he's doing really well now, mm-hmm. he's a job, or whatever they were saying. It was weird. It was just so unsettling. Yeah, I, I hope if it, it gets picked up for a second season, we could ex- maybe explore that more, understand that. Let's talk about the wedding, of course. Yes. The big hurrah of the episode. We have some interesting Patrick and Maddie moments. Uh, she she really is kind of butthurt about the whole thing. Yeah, and I think that that we definitely saw that, and I think it was confusing me because I was trying to figure out the intentions of everybody. I couldn't figure it out. For mm-hmm. a second, I thought that within the wedding, within watching like kind of what was happening, at one point I was like, oh, well, maybe Maddie and like the, um, I always forget the... Which one? The three. What is the name? Musketeers. Musketeers. I don't know why I always forget that. It's a candy bar. Like, yeah. come on, Allie. Think of anyways, chocolate. Yes. So the three the three Musketeers and Maddie, I thought for some reason they were on the FBI side, so I thought they were going behind the back of Max. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of threw you me through a loop. You were very close, though. But then I was like, because like, like, with, pa- with Patrick and Maddie, I thought that she actually was going to eventually be like, no, we can still run back to each other. And then with her and Ezra was confusing me. And then, I don't know, I just feel like... I was so, the whole time, I just was staring at the TV, trying to piece it all together in my head, because I was thinking of so many different scenarios that could happen, and maybe that's just, maybe that's just me, and how my brain works, but even with her and Patrick trying to figure out if, like, maybe she still had feelings, I don't even know now, after watching the end of the episode, if she truly did. You know what I mean? Like, after watching that video, I feel like I don't know if any of Maddie's intentions were real ever? I think they definitely were. I Mm -hmm. think the whole point was that she was hurt and she almost fell in love with him and she even mentioned in that video like we talked about running away together and like you considered it and I'm so glad. Like something about her not falling in love with him completely. She almost did. I misinterpreted that. I feel like she definitely had feelings for him and this was like almost like a very satisfying revenge for her. I don't think she felt that bad for what she was doing. Well, no, because she felt like everybody else felt that she has done this too. She finally got a taste of her own medicine and she felt as though she needed to end up on top. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that is what that was about saying, oh, sorry for feeling. Yeah, sorry for feeling, but screw you. Like, I might have fallen, like, I, this isn't, I'm doing, I'm going to pretend that I did to you what I did to all these other fools. But I, she didn't. She really did fall for him, I think. Okay. All right. Well, that makes more sense. And that puts some clarity to what I was thinking. Because I guess I, I just thought in, essentially, even though she was saying those things, I thought she was saying it as kind of like a dig. Like, well, you thought that I was in love with you and you thought we were going to run away together. I think it was a dig still. Oh, okay. It was just being. And I was all sorts of confused. You know, it's like, okay, you're a girl that gets screwed over by a guy and then maybe you send him a really mean text message and, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're like, Just you, like that. You, no. you thought this, you thought that, I don't care about you at all. And one of those kind of embarrassing, desperate things that I've never done in my life before, ever, <laughs> uh, that you say to someone, I almost felt like that video for her was necessary just to give right. her closure. Okay. But right. I, I feel like she wanted to hurt him. She All did. Right. But let's continue to get into the wedding because there's so much that happened there. Yes. Jules and Gina. What? It's it's so hard to understand what's going on between these two. And I couldn't tell if Jules... I felt like 
Jules wasn't being authentic for a little bit. No, I totally you, think you know she, what was, I mean? she, like was she was playing her. Yeah, like she was trying to go according to plan and use the fact that that girl was into her to con her. She to totally do the whole was. the briefcase thing. Because even when she walked into the room and she was like, oh no, it's on fire. She looked at the piece of art and was smiling. Like she had a smirk on her face. So I think that this was just an easy way for her to even even more so for them to win their con, whatever, you know, what they did, their plan, was able to be executed because Gina was actually in love with, um, with, with, Jules, with Jules. And Jules, actually, I think for the first time, she's been doing a really good job of kind of being, I think she really enjoyed the comfort of Gina, but I don't think she actually fell for her at all. I think it was, no. like, explicitly for the plan. I don't know. I think I disagree. Oh, I, I feel like there was both in there, but she was like, work comes first. I, I am loyal to my imposter, three musketeer tribe. But I do feel like, I feel like she was playing her a little bit, but I do huh. feel like there were some like remnant feelings there that she was like, okay, work comes first. That's what I felt. Well, okay, this is a new job. Be easy. She's probably, I think that Jules is a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. I actually love her character. I love her too. She adds such a great comic relief as well. Yeah, she really does. And you can see how she goes up and down like a roller coaster. And I think that she was going back and forth between Gina, oh, I really like you and I want to oh. be with you, versus like, I need to do this. And I honestly think that. She might be the closest person, like, the person that's closest to Maddie's kind of on and off. But right. she, she's a little bit too emotional to really be able to do this kind of okay. job. Maddie's emotional, too, but I feel like she internalizes it. Like, I feel like she doesn't express it. She doesn't let people see it. But internally, there's, like, a storm brewing. I just want to say, it's not like I wanted to see Maddie get abused as a child or something. But I kind of needed something to explain the reason she is the way that she is. Even when my mom started the show, we were watching, and she mm-hmm. goes, what a terrible girl. Yeah. that is. This is terrible. This is a terrible show, Sam. This is so mean. I don't <laughs> think the story she shared with Ezra <laughs> was the... Ex- then she got sucked in, But and the story yeah. that she shared with Ezra, I don't think that's the real reason that she is the way she is. I think maybe that's one of the things that happened. I think there's something else I hope to so. It. And there's, there's no more way. to dig into in later seasons. There's just no way that that yeah. could be the reason that she is the way she is, because that sounds so spoiled and entitled and like... Oh, woe is me when nothing major really happened to her. No. She just felt out of place like anyone in high school. She was just a spoiled only child. I mean, are you guys only children? No. 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 Okay. Well, anyone out there that is, I'm sorry. Sometimes they can just act so self-absorbed and make their problems so big because they don't know anybody else's problems a lot. Siblings and all of that. I just feel like I met a lot of kids that were only children in college and, you know, kids, semi-adults, whatever. But it was hard to be friends with some of them because they were really kind of just focused on themselves because their parents were so focused on them. That was all the only person their parents had to focus on was the only child. So I just think that it makes some sense that she is an only child. And I would like to know her real background. I'm assuming she was not adopted like she told Ezra this last two episodes ago. Remember yeah. she told that whole story and I felt yeah, super bad Yeah, I thought she was actually adopted. I don't know. I, d- I thought she was... This time. Because I was like, her parent. there feels like there's a weird disconnect in that family. There is, and I don't think they've explored it enough. I think maybe we'll get, obviously, if there is a second season, which we're all rooting for and hoping for, because great. it's I love it. so amazing and it keeps you on your toes the whole time. But I think that um, 
we'll get more into her past and I think that, you know, we'll get obviously more answers. But at this point, you can't trust anything that's happening. I feel like even yeah. throughout this episode, my br- like, I literally, it was, I was doing zigzags in my head. I'm like, okay, this is the right answer. I was like, no, this is the right answer. I was like, wait, no, this. And, and it just kept going back and forth. I couldn't make my mind as to who was the bad guy, essentially. I almost you know wish I mean? we could Sorry. watch the episodes three times. Yeah. Three. Before we, like, recap it because it's you have to super think about, complex. Yeah, you have to think about so many different things and you you really have to draw those character analysis out and be like, okay, so this is how they started and, like, this is what's happened throughout the season but what's actually gone down because I still I mean I'm sure we'll get to that I still don't know what Ezra's actual intentions are I don't know if he actually likes Maddie or if he's just even if he's an FBI member I don't even I think he does love Maddie but I feel like it was one of those you know like the prisoner's dilemma where you're trying to figure out should I like like, stop syndrome should I like rat this person out or should I keep the money for myself or should I share it you know that whole dilemma where it's like yeah okay rat this person out I feel like Ezra was going through that and in his mind maybe he does love Maddie but he's like you know what it's in my best interest to keep everything for myself and for my three musketeers who have been loyal and to ditch the whole Maddie idea because she's probably conning me anyway, even if I do love her. That's what I think is going through his head right now. Well, let's talk about the Maddie and Ezra of it all because it was a really big focus on mm-hmm. this week's episode. And I don't know if you guys follow them on Instagram or anything like that. They are. I follow, I follow all of them. I do too. But I like Jules's posts because she plays guitar. Oh my gosh, she plays a guitar. She yeah. has a beautiful, really adorable dog. And. Uh, in bar Lavi though, who mm-hmm. plays Maddie, she's been posting pictures and stuff that she hasn't been able to post for a really long time mm-hmm. of the shooting of the finale. I saw it on her Instagram story today. I love how so everyone takes So it's probably going to expire dog. soon. So you guys should follow her and watch the story because it's a lot of behind the scenes BTS photos of her in her wedding dress, and and it kind of in a way, tipped me off to some things that happened. I was like, oh, her and Ezra. What's happening with her and Ezra? Because there's pictures of them and the director. It's really, really fun, so you guys should definitely check it out. But the two of them, you, we knew from the last couple episodes they are building, they have some sexual uh, tension there, mm-hmm. right? For sure. It was sexy. Don't 100%. get me wrong. I liked 100%. it. 100%. Yeah, but I, I honestly thought, <laughs> this is where I was going back and forth, too, is that I was thinking that Ezra either is like in like he's really in love with her or it was all a ploy for Patrick to, to come in them. and find them and like you know oh, what I mean? I was. thought it was a setup. Yeah. Oh, it was. That's what I thought. That's no, what... I think it was because at first when we saw it, we go, "Oh my God, they are not doing this right now." Because they had a moment before that was important right. mm-hmm. that she asked to bring him there, and nobody was watching then. Yeah, and tell him tell her about him about herself and. I don't know, they were just having some real talk, and then it cuts to Patrick, and then it cuts to them kissing, and at first we all screamed, wow, that was fast, kind of thing, but I think then we realized this was planned from the start. That's mm-hmm. at least what I, I think it's cool, because everyone is kind of But how did she know she'd things. get away from Patrick by running in heels? Like, that whole thing... It's Runaway Bride, it's like Julia Roberts all over again. Yeah, that's Love what it felt Julia like, Roberts. but mm-hmm. how would she have known, I feel like that part maybe wasn't planned or maybe they were like okay if he goes after if Patrick goes after Ezra then Maddie's escaping if Patrick goes after Maddie Ezra's they escaping. thought it all out I feel I, like they had like no. a million different plans if a certain situation were I to happen I think one person had a foolproof plan and that's what happened today 
I just don't know whose brain is behind the foolproof. If it's Richie's, that I mean, I'm just going to jump in the TV screen and marry him. <laughs> yes, Sam. Yes. Richie's kind of a ditz in a certain way, though. Like the but, fact that he made the alarm go off and it no, was, that's not a ditz. I mean, he but was, he cut he the engine to every. At first, you he think he's a ditz, and then he realized he cut the engine to every single car, and yeah. that's what he was doing all along. I wrote in my notes in capital letters. I am so proud of Richie. I saw that, but I, I, actually, didn't, I, I knew he was cutting the cords because we saw that, but I didn't know why. I thought he was just breaking into cars. I didn't know why. I, at first, yeah, I thought I, that, but then you see him well, cutting the cords. I know that that was what uh, Max was training him on like max was training him on to break in and like but yeah so i that was thought the plan from day one though. i think so because now i remember he was grabbing something and i didn't remember what that it was rod that looked like a knife but you just stick it through the window and that's how no, people break into cars well yeah no it's no like no there was something else when like he would come in he would grab something i think when he was getting trained and so i think that that was definitely the plan so i kind of saw that coming but i didn't realize like i didn't know the action of what it, what he does when he breaks into cars I didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. Honestly. Well, it all seemed to work perfectly well. Before we get, we're going to yeah, yeah, get yeah. into Three Musketeers at the end after the wedding. Before we get there, let's talk about Max a little bit. So I think it's kind of maybe, it's not very clear if Sally, I think Sally's dead, right? But they could definitely, if there's a second season, they could for sure bring her back. I think yeah. they left enough wiggle room there to bring mm-hmm. her back. But and and you saw in the very beginning that Max was looking at a picture of Sally. Yeah. Like, what that? was he thinking though? He was like, "Oh, good time. She's dead." Or <laughs> was he like, "I'm gonna find her." I think maybe find her because he doesn't know that. The only reason we saw a picture which alluded to possibly being Sally was was Patrick. So mm-hmm. he has no idea where she is or what could possibly be happening with her right now. But I mean, I think he could assume if yeah. he's giving her over to the doctor or That's whatever. True. I mean, I'm glad that we found because at first I thought. Maddie figured Max out and that Sally is possibly dead, probably Oof. dead, and that she's angry with Max. And then at the end of the last episode, we see them all come together. And, oh, we're going to do this big con yeah. I need to as just, one. Like, we need to call up Catherine Lanasa and be like, what's going on? Are you acting I know, in season two? Catherine would just be two? like, I have no idea. She's so good at, like, putting on She's that. hilarious. She was yeah. so much fun. She I was. wish she could be my friend. Um... But, no, it was a weird thing, and then Max doesn't seem to know, and we see him become the doctor, Mm -hmm. this and that, and it kind of ends up working out, but then we find out that it comes full circle because the writers did not forget about us. They did not forget that we saw that potential picture of Sally, and that Maddie noticed it, and she screwed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was not money in that bag. Yeah. Like he thought. Mm-hmm. What about the bags? That was the biggest plot twist, I feel like. this. Well, episode. because I was annoyed. I thought, okay, so you're telling us everyone knows he's bad. Mm-hmm. But then you're expecting us to welcome him into this group of new imposters. Yeah. I will say I was kind of confused. <laughs> I was, like, watching the... I, I was trying to figure out who said bye-bye Maxie. Like, I was trying to play back who says that in the show. So you have, like, amazing memory that I feel like you overthink it to the point I where... I think we each remember you, different you, weird things. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I remember, like a, like, a quote of someone saying, bye-bye Maxie, but I don't know... How or yeah, where? Yeah, I think you're right. You said it was Lenny Cohen, and I'm pretty sure I she thought said so. something. So I thought like it was that. like maybe Lenny Cohen was infiltrated into this plot in some way, mm-hmm. but she clearly and wasn't right. until the end. No, she not but until the end. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's why like that whole like briefcase thing. You guys clearly knew more for me, but I'm like watching like what? What's <laughs> happening? 
I know. It, it, it is. It's very confusing. And again, we all need to watch this over again. Yeah, I, I really do. It's, it's, very, it's very fun to rewatch. Uh, and there's the FBI with Patrick and his co-workers and this entire situation. Yeah. I felt bad for Patrick. He honestly was just doing his job. I was thinking to myself, he's not doing anything really illegal. He's doing what he was hired by the government right. to do. I love that she asks him his real name in the beginning. Patrick oh, yeah. Campbell. Oh, so you used your did, real name? Because you mentioned that. It's for her revenge website. I mean, that's what it's turned into. That's funny that she literally asked that, and that means that she must have made the website after, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or had the video prepared. I know, I was thinking to myself, too, what is she doing, out? hiding in trees, like, making this video for you, Patrick right? Campbell? Well, I, I kind of think that Patrick and Ezra are in on something together. Like, at first I didn't think so. Last episode, I was like, nah, Ezra's totally on a plan with Maddie, and Mm -hmm. they had their own plan together. But now after seeing the pan out of this episode, I really feel like, because Ezra obviously stole the ring, but I think he was trying to back Patrick up by being like, I'll give you the money, I'm taking the ring, and we'll Mm -hmm. figure it all out. You think Patrick is still in this? I think he's still in it. Because the way he said, don't worry, it's somewhere safe, and he said it multiple times, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it means it's still in the house. I think that maybe he does have another plan, and it's it's not done yet. Like, but, why, we, but why, would, why would Ezra tell the other two imposters, Jules and Richie, that he, the whole story about how he broke in, went into the safe? Because that's true. He, he got the ring, so, but I don't know if the plan's but over But did yet. he get the safe number... There's no way yeah, he got no, the safe number from did. Maddie. Maybe he got the safe number from Patrick. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Someone uh, greatest of these is love said, Patrick was way over his head with this incitement. It's true. People have commented all night. They think the FBI looks really bad in this. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, too, when I watched this, um, wow, that must be such a hard job. You know, maybe your first one, you mess it up. Why did they assign this one to him if it was such a Because he's case. really hot. <laughs> Yeah, he is hot. That one. Yeah, because he is like the only guy that can he's maybe like take her down. He's very it's attractive. That personality. Well, let's get into three musket the three musketeers. And someone said in the chat too that this is the first time they've been actually called the imposters. Yeah. Which you guys, I said I was like, well, it is imposters plural, which I didn't yes. realize till a few episodes in. And then I was thinking it's because it's creating mm-hmm. new imposters. Yeah. And which we find out, you know with this last couple scenes that they are the new they're the new group to mess with. Yes. Right. So they are they buy uh five tickets to go See, that's what I want to know. Who are the other Well, of two? course it's for Maddie and Max and they're so naive and stupid to think that Maddie and Max were actually going to come with them. Wait. Why are they going to Seattle? No, they're no, they're going to San Francisco. No, they're oh, going yeah, to San yeah, Francisco. Yeah. Why are they going to San Francisco? A new mark. Someone's found a new mark. I'm assuming it's Ezra, who also, again, of course, has the wedding ring, the very expensive one that he's taken. And at first, I was really afraid that Ezra wasn't going to share that with the rest of the group, mm-hmm. and he was going to be the next Maddie. Which I don't, I don't really think Maddie is anything special after seeing this. Well, I'm kind of confused because. If she, okay, so I, my whole thought was like, oh, well, maybe somehow they bought the two extra tickets for Patrick and Gina. Like, that was kind of my thought. Mm-hmm. Which, and like, obviously the auntie, They're I don't so know what nice. happened. Like, but I was like, oh, maybe they'll all go off together. But then when I saw um, Maddie sitting outside the bus station, I'm just confused. Because if she was supposed to go on, if Ezra were to have stole the ring and Maddie got on, like, well, I guess that would just make them all rich. So I guess that's. Well, I think Maddie was, like, letting him go. Like, she... 
I think there were, like, conflicting feelings. Like, she felt betrayed because she knew that he had taken the ring. And I feel like she figured that out when she went to the safe and didn't see it. But the other possibility is maybe she really loves him and is, like, letting him go because she feels unworthy of that love. I I just felt like... I, I don't I don't know. I felt like if any in an, in a way, in a really weird way, that Ezra was conning her and like knew she wouldn't be on the bus. No, I think he was waiting for her. You think? I, I don't think, know. I was so scared that she was gonna come and last they, minute and see the ring. No, that she was gonna come last minute and all of their like ideas of having a future without this woman and moving on. You know, uh, Ezra says things are going to be different, things are going to be better. Yeah. And then she would come on, and then they would all be like googly eyes again. Oh. And I'm so happy that didn't happen. She let them go. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if it's she let Ezra go, or she let them all go. Mm-hmm. But right. one question for you guys, and I'm sorry if this is stupid, if everybody knows. No. Was there money in their bags? Yes, I believe no. so. No, I don't think so because or was all the money with the FBI? No, all the money was with the FBI. But I think that was all of it. Then how think, were in those bags then? I think just their clothes. Their clothes. I I first thought that there was money that that's what they wanted us to think. But <gasps> yeah. he maybe has the that's ring. how he managed to get away. Okay, my question is. Okay, this is the thing that's so mind boggling to me right now. Hmm. How is Ezra? Gonna go somewhere else if the FBI knows everything about him, his family, his the business or whatever else. Like he can never actually go back home, which means he must be on the side of the FBI, like what you're saying. Because otherwise, how is he gonna just? He's not gonna just go away and then, you know, risk being chased by them. They're gonna find him easily. I don't know. We shall see. I think we shall see. Before we get into predictions, though, because there will oh, not they everyone will. knocks on their heads because there's not wood. Not on your head, Mina. Yes, it's not wood. It's not wood. <laughs> oh no! You gotta do it not on your, your head. head because no. our heads are made of wood because we are dolls. Oh, uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I just took a but I know that you know you knock on yeah. wood. Okay, yeah, whatever. yeah. You always you. I was yeah. So again, we see Lenny Cohen, Uma Thurman. Mm-hmm. You that know, was the they best. had to throw her in that the finale. The I'm so best. glad they did. Yeah. And we never really see the doctor again, which uh-huh. I'm hoping we have to actually see in another season. season oh, definitely. Two. But Uma Thurman is telling somebody that they messed the same speech that she gave Maddie. Mm-hmm. And I, for a second, thought it was Ezra when, I, when I heard the voice. Uh, Question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that guy that she was talking to is going to be Ezra's new Mark when they go to Seattle? Do you think she was in Seattle? No, what do you San mean? Francisco. I mean, sorry. San Francisco. <laughs> what, you think <laughs> Ezra is going to be like a gay guy and... No, 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 no. <coughs> like, like he's going to go for, like, the new Mark, as in, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, I'm saying Mark doesn't necessarily mean they have to make them fall in love with them. I Mark think that's, the, that's, the, pl- that's yeah. the whole business, that's, you know? Yeah, but you can con someone without making them fall in love with you. I don't know what that guy was, but it was an interesting choice that it was a man, I, I will say. That it was a cameo. I think it, I think it was just like supposed to be, like, a person. Like, I think it was supposed to be just what it was. I'm just like, oh, it was, yeah, like, like, it was like, supposed to make you think something you you weren't thinking before to twist you, but really you realize, oh, okay, all it's right. It's just a side story just that's a si- not involved It's in not involved, imposters. and I think it was just a way for them to bring Uma Thurman back into the story. Okay, yeah. okay, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, Ivan Soto in the chat also says, I seriously thought that was Ezra's voice, too. Thank goodness it wasn't. I am agreeing with you on that, for sure. Yeah. And then the doctor calls... And, you know, says we have an issue. You need to go find Maddie, Max. And the imposter. 
imposters. Yes, and the imposters, which are now a thing, like guys. It's a thing, like the title of the show. I love that they kind of wrapped it all up with that, yeah. and I, I like I like that they mentioned the title of the show. Yeah, it makes I, so much sense. It definitely did. As as confused as I was this this episode, which I feel like all the shows I'm watching recently, I feel like I'm always so confused. It's because there's so many twists and turns, and so many different avenues where it can go. Like it, it's not a straight path. There literally are endless opportunities of where the story could go, which is what makes it so exciting. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I'm so excited for to see hopefully like where this storyline goes. And mm-hmm. I think that's exactly how I felt at the end of this episode because as soon as the car ran over, I was like, it's over. We're ready. I'm ready for season two. Me too. On that note, let's get into some predictions for a hopeful season two. Yeah. Imposters, let's do this. Bravo, Ooh. you got this. Now. Your after Buzz TV predictions. predictions. You. Me? All right. So I'm just going to go off and say it. I think that Ezra is actually in on the FBI secrets and plan with Patrick. And I think that he knows where the ring is. And that's why he secretly was like, I know it's safe. Because I don't think he actually thought it was in the safe anymore. I think he did that on purpose. So that's my big prediction. That's I'm not exactly. very deep. Yeah. It's, like, really good. <laughs> Thanks. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think I think too much in these episodes, too, and that's why I'm always so confused because I'm thinking way further than I should, and I need to, like, calm it down. You know what I mean? Like, I need to take it down. I'm, like, the only person that paid off at the end because at the beginning I was like, that guy is not right. Yeah. I don't trust him. Sam actually, you called it from the beginning, so I was like, no, we never know. <laughs> Sam called it. She is. Wait, who, what right. doesn't seem Patrick. right? Patrick. When she Oh, she the very beginning in the coffee shop? Yeah. 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 That was a good one. I'm, like, tapping these girls' shoulder. I'm like, guys, yeah. guys, guys, it's not right. No. Not right. <laughs> no? Yep. All right, what Mina? do you think, Mina? What do I think? Uh, I'm, like, right now I'm trying to process what is going to happen to Maddie. Why didn't she go on the bus? There's just there's just so many things that are, like, left unanswered right now. Um, I feel like the first person Lenny Cohen is going to go after is Maddie. I don't know what that's going to look like. I do think there's a possibility Sally is still alive. A very high probability because it would just make the story even more interesting, especially if she came back to be on Maddie's side and be that additional support. Um, other than that, I don't know. There's something about Ezra that's making me feel unsettled. Me too. But I still feel like he's loyal to the two other musketeers, regardless. Um, but I just want to know, why are they going to San Francisco? I want to know why. Like, what's in San Francisco that they A whole new world. story. I don't think that they're going to be imposters anymore, though. I don't yeah. think that they're going to con... I don't think they're going to con new people. I think they're still going to be dealing with the aftermath of this whole thing, especially when Lenny Cohen finds them. Well, okay, so I think they'll be dealing with both. But I do think that they have been so hurt and messed up. And we saw that in this episode with... At least Ezra and Richie's flashbacks of being married to mm-hmm. Maddie. And I Major think that... PTSD. Yeah, they have, like, P- romance PTSD. Mm-hmm. And Which is just what anyone gets broken up with. You've got a little bit of... Yeah, but well, imagine being conned and going through all of that and yeah, then seeing I guess your like wife being in that conned, wedding dress again. They still feel as though they need to kind of, like, do it just... I don't know what... It, I, I get it. They're vengeful. But they're here, they're but, vengeful. But here's the thing, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but... If you think about it, even though Maddie is left with nothing, like no money, no ring, they still did all of this for her. 
All right. of them did, except for Richie, who claims that he did it for the other two. But we know that the three musketeers did this all for Maddie, so in a way, they just bought her freedom by going along with her plan, which I think is mm. nice enough as is. Maddie doesn't deserve anything else. That was already a very nice gesture on their end. I agree. That's very true. And on that end, I feel that Maddie and Ezra are the ones that obviously have the most chemistry moving forward. And I think that hopefully, if there is a season two, Uma Thurman will be like a bigger part of it. And I I don't know. There's so many other things to come up with with this show. After I watch it two to three times, I will let you all know. We should all get together and like rewatch some of them and do in Periscope. That'd be super fun. Yes, and binge watch because I think I definitely need to rewatch. Yeah, I think this show uh, for listeners out there. I hope they put it on Netflix soon. It's best to binge watch. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. So go do that. Check us out here at AfterBuzz TV and watch our after shows. And also, you know, thank you, Catherine Lanasa. Yes. And Adam Corson for coming on this season. We love you so much. We love all the actors on the show. Hopefully you can come in next season once it is renewed. On that note, where can everyone find you all on social media? You can find me on Instagram at AllieGirl and on Twitter at AllieNasta. And if you're interested in any other after shows, we've got kind of a, a strange, crazy story on The Arrangement on Mondays at 8 o'clock. And my name is Mina. You can actually find me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. And I'm super, super excited because on Sunday, it is the season finale of Girls. You guys have to stay tuned for that one. It's going to be very exciting. And you guys can find me, Sam Davidson Entertainment, at samdavidsonentertainment.com, Twitter and Instagram, at samd43. And I am on the Riverdale panel. I love that show so much. And there is also an app that I'm working on called uh, Anchor, and I have my own channel on there called Binge Watchers United. I will tell you every day different things to binge watch. So check it out, and we will see you next season. Fingers crossed. Thanks, see guys. Ya. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.